And on that note, we cue the music. Unconceivable, unbelievable, grandma like a hammer, information receivable, sent by the Lord, here and abroad, with the Lord. Alter State Podcast, guys. Episode 3-4. 34, the Jake Allen episode. Oh, see, I was going Bo Jackson. Oh. Bo Jackson all the way. Bo Jackson takes the cake. <laughs> I mean, especially, like, really, if it, I hope it's not the Jake Allen episode, because that means we're really going to fuck it up right. in the first seven minutes, <laughs> and then spend the next hour trying to recover. Although that sounds more like one of our shows. <laughs> right. Yeah. But we're not Bo. That's true. Right? We're, we're, not not the, we're not the greatest no. athlete of all yeah. time. I know Bo. I am but, not Bo. See, I I don't know Bo. You don't know Bo. I know Bo so well. I don't know Bo. Yes. The the thirty for thirty on Bo Jackson is one of the greatest is, ever. It's not only is it like the best thirty for thirty, it's probably like just top five documentaries. It's great documentary, right? It's just yeah. that fucking cool. I love it because he was in that still in that age where there wasn't the internet and everything. So there's still like lore about right. him, you know, like jumping across creeks and like yeah. shit like that and all this, you know, throwing a ball out of the stadium well, kind he, of he thing just and transcends like what is yeah, common humanity. And then yeah. it was it was awesome for me cuz like that was a big deal when I was a kid. Sure. But I was a little fucking little kid. Little kid, right. So it was like when I watched that 30 for 30, the first time I saw it I was probably like 22 or 23, it was probably 7 or 8 years ago. Yeah. And I remember watching it being like, "Oh my god." Bo really was, was fucking incre- like yeah. you know like he was a larger than life figure when I was yep. five or six. Yep. But everyone is when you're five or six. And I forget who said it on that doc, but it's so true. It's like unless you were in that zone, you don't know who the fuck he is because he never won any titles. He never right. won any of this because he only had like a four to five. Flash in the yeah, pan. it was. But for those four to five years, he was and he was the great. I mean, yeah, he was the greatest athlete for four or five years. But I, it was my favorite. That, like, he only played baseball to motherfuck the Buccaneers. Oh, totally, yeah. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. Yep. He chose Major League yep. Baseball just to motherfuck just, the Buccaneers. Absolutely, yeah, because who got drafted Which is by. incredible. Yep, I love that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Like, oh, to just become an all-star worthy player at another sport just to yep. spite, just to be petty? That's fucking incredible. Yep. That's, like, one of my one of my greatest memories when I was a kid is meeting him. Yeah. As a little kid and getting, like, a little shoe sign down there. Oh, so. man. Yep, yep. Bojax. All right, so, enough sports. Get that shit out of here. Where do you want to start with? You want to start with, oh, we just, God. I just had you watch The Watchmen. Didn't have you. You requested. I, you wanted to, obviously. So excited. Um, yeah. we, we got a Star Wars trailer we're going to get to at some point. Yeah. Uh, we're going to see Kevin Smith later tonight, so that's always going to feed into everything I, we're talking about. I, I feel like i got to go Watchmen right now just because we've been sitting in silence for the last hour. <laughs> right. And I've got to just get, get out where I'm at. Yeah. I am... HBO just got my money. Yeah. So, so spoilers, if you don't want to see hear about anything from Watchmen, if you don't care, can, you know, but we'll probably talk about the first episode. Sure. Oh yeah. Because it's hard not to. Right. Without yeah. You, if you, you so if you it. haven't seen the first episode, you might want to fast forward. Right. Just right. a touch. Give it ten minutes. Um, Fifteen. Yeah. Because I was just. I love. I mean, they did a great job not only of making you care about a new plot and new, and new characters and old characters, uh-huh. but. The shit they dropped from the old right. comics Dude, the show. Squids. I mean, the squid, everything. The squid yeah. was such a. It was such a nice little like, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. you are bringing Vite back in a, in a more meaningful way than the movie totally. ever did. Totally, I, I think throwing throwing the Watchmen out, just talking pure storytelling. Sure, I am really fascinated to see how they are treating the police force in this. Like, yeah. like I think in the. 
in our current kind of like uh, well, it's obviously political, a comment on cultural current time. Sure. climate. Sure. Um, I think it's really easy um, to kind of vilify the police. I think that's kind of a, I think that's a common theme right now mm-hmm. in pop culture. Um, and kind of the way this show is taking that and turning it on its ear and kind of saying like, oh, if you want, if you want the police to be policed to this extreme, here's what could, okay. and it was just really, that's a really fascinating, like, that's just so opposite of any conversation that's happening right now. Yes. And I'm really thrilled to see how that yes. goes. Like taking, taking all of the superhero part out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm really fascinated with that. Yeah. I mean, I love even, like, you know, I was talking about the callbacks. The huge one at the end, you know, with the blood dropping mm. on the badge. Such a cool callback. You know, killing one of the big characters in the first fucking right. act. You know right. what I mean? I assume they're, maybe they'll do him like they did the comedian. He'll still come back for... They have to. For, you know, you can't have Don Johnson promoted for your fucking episode and then you kill him. Or for your show, you kill him episode one. Right. Well, I, um, well, I just think... They at least gave, gave Ned Stark a season. <laughs> you know? I mean, shit. Well, it's absolutely... It's their comedian. Right. I think right. he is their comedian right. character. So I think I think you'll see is. more of a callback. Because, uh, you know... The end there, they showed like him and his dad. I guess right. I'm not really sure who that was. Mm-hmm. Was that some type of Hollis Mason callback or some Night Owl callback? You well, know? I think that's what I feel. You know, he had the, the fact, book on his. The fact that it's the the little Tulsa boy, right, right, who do, who pulls that. I, I have was to it think... though. We don't know that for sure. We don't know that he's the one who killed him in the end. Do we know that? Do we know he just found him? No, I mean, well, he he says in the beginning, "You think I can lift two hundred pounds?" That's him That's asking, true. do you think I can okay. lift this dead body? Okay, you're right. I didn't, I didn't like, think about that. You're right. That was that was that immediate moment. All right. Um, so I'm wondering, like, if his, if Don Johnson's father had something to do with the Tulsa air raids sure. in the 20s. And, sure. And, this, and there's that retribution element. Yeah. Or if uh, that older guy is part of this, but like this Rorschach cavalry movement is right. very much a white supremacist movement right so this black character i mean which in a way we're going full Chappelle, right no that's the only thing that kind of bums me out is that i don't want and i hope and I, you know it's going to be a whole series i'm not going to go by one episode i don't want horshack to just be associated with white supremacy in the future <laughs> you know sure. what i mean sure I, like now you can never dress up as horshack again for halloween <laughs> ever we've taken that you, character you're away. done you're done you're not selling those costumes anymore i i don't think that they will. I think uh, what I think is really interesting about that is like so if we look at the original Watchmen comic and movie, Rorschach is really the character. He is the blank slate that we can project ourselves on. Absolutely. Like right. in, in he is he is our proxy mm-hmm. in that story. Um and it, he is largely the hero of that story um in how he exposes um Kind of the corruption and the behind the scenes stuff. Right. And what's interesting to me is I think if you look at what is our current like extreme far right politics, you know, like I'm not I'm not going to say like every Republican's a monster. No, right. so so don't if you're listening to this, don't misconstrue that. But I'm right. saying like our super far right, our extremist right. kind of version um, has that very like kind of white knight feeling in mm-hmm. them, and like is always projected out and that very like no I'm. I'm, I am the counterculture and I'm the solution. And I think it's kind of interesting to say like that, uh, uh, that fictional version of that, like super extreme white supremacist that's on this show 
would relate to that character seeing themselves as the hero. I think that's a, I think that's an interesting take on kind of how that white supremacist community is really speaking right now in, in current times. They would totally. see themselves as the Rorschach character, as the, as the, you know, oh, you, the, the liberals and the leftists are running the media and we're the, right. and we're the hero. Well, uh, is, I think it's an interesting take. Here. Oh, I, and I assume, you know, they're going to obviously tell you how that became their, he became right. their hero. I would right. assume at some point, you know. They'll have to and un- it'll be, unpack that. Right, and as long as they show some type of, or there's some type of bastardization of his there will real core of right. you know what I mean? I, I, like I said, I just, I loved the original comics, and I just don't want, that's the, that's the only, like I said, it's one episode. I'm not going to make my fucking... Sure. Oh, no, they're going to make Warshack a white supremacist. I'm not saying that, obviously. But, um, but other than that, I mean, not even other than that, that was just a great... If anything else, it shocked me. So that's what it, right. that's what it was supposed to do. Right. So it did what it was supposed to do. Um, well, I mean, if you also think, like, once any sort of writer, creator... And it's an alternate artist, anything, world, too. Right. So it's it an alternate version right. of our current day. Um, but any writer, artist, whatever, creates their piece of art to, to say their message and puts it out in the world. And what what makes that art art is then how we react to it and internalize it. Sure. So it's interesting to say, like, oh, the, they are bastardizing Rorschach. Well, Rorschach was put there to be bastardized. He is our Absolutely proxy. right, right. So it, it's kind of, in a way, it's really like... It, it's it's honoring what that character was because you're saying like this is how if when we read the Watchmen we have the advantage we have the luxury of kind of seeing behind the veil right we have that third person view but if you're living in that world you know nothing of Rorschach sure. except that he is a badass that that kills the bad guys right and then right before he dies he has his little uh, um his little notebook yeah. that, that he that he passes off. So right. all you know if you're existing in that world is that version of him. Right. So that's kind of interesting to say right. like you're right. They they don't have the perspective we do Absolutely. on Rorschach totally. because we have because we have the benevolent right. view. They don't know how he they died can't. in that situation because the book was handed off before right. all of that. So they don't know that Dr. Manhattan blew him up and blah, blah, yeah, blah, that, and all that kind of stuff. Which I love the Dr. Manhattan callback. You see him on yeah. the TV on Mars. Fucking great. Which, you know, you've seen him in the previews, so you assume probably the end of the he'll season he'll show up. You'll see a foot he's, or something. Yeah, you know he's got to be there in some degree. Right. Or you see a dick, blue dick swinging by. I don't know what you see. <laughs> um, I loved, uh, like... I say Osmandius. Some people say yeah, Osmandius. Whatever. I always said Osmandius. Um, um, probably just because um, Negan called him Ozzy. And yeah. so I just went with that. Um, but I love that. Call. Like, he's kind of secluded by himself yeah. in the middle of nowhere. With, and, and, like, the people, his little servants, are those, like, clones? I assume they have to be. I, I feel like there's some type of robots or something. Especially with the whole horseshoe, the horseshoe thing, thing. That had yeah. to be a clue. Um, but I love the watch aspect. He's writing a play yeah. called The Watchman's Son, which was an obvious reference to um, Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Um, you know, the cops have their own fucking uh, night owl ship. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the cool little shit like that that didn't hurt her or help the story just made true fans right. go, fuck yeah. yeah. You know, it was written by someone who knows right. the source material. That, that was the one thing I, I told you last I was like, the one thing I'm afraid of is that they're going to try too hard to force Watchmen right. into this. Right. And it wasn't forced at all. Like, it felt right. 
It felt like, ooh, this is really serving the story. The guy with... And not um, serving fan service. Right. And I think that's, right. that's an important delineation to yep. draw. Right. And fucking Damon Lindelof nailed it. Totally. You know, little things like um, uh, Under the Hood was on the sheriff's desk. Yeah. Um, the guy with the sign, the future is bright. Yeah. An obvious reference to the end is nigh. You uh-huh. know, I mean, this shit like that. So great. And like I said... Great. Like the the trailer park that is the white supremacist is Nixon, Nixonville. Is fucking fantastic. Is real Honestly, I, I didn't see the Nixon sign till the second viewing. Yeah, I, the like big, I heard him like reference the Nixonville, big the big, big like Nixon, Nixon with the De Peace thing. It's fucking great. I, I, did you catch the presidents at the school when they were talk when the uh, uh-uh. when she was there doing her bakery thing yeah. when they when the guy talked about red ferations, uh-huh. um, the president's Robert Redford. Which was referred to at the end of the comics that Redford was like, oh, I yeah. might run for president. So he's been president for like four terms. Years. Yeah, something. Wow. Um, but on the back, it says like, uh, you know, Nixon, Carter. And then it went to like, it shows Robert Redford's picture. So it'd be great if he showed up. Oh, like, my They could get God. him. They could get him. So it just popped in my head, too, when you're talking about clones for fucking Osmond Diaz. <laughs> Whatever. We want like nine different syllables for some people. Right. Um what if he's the original creator of Westworld in his universe? <laughs> Just saying, I own the rights. <laughs> Dovetail it in, make it a shared make it universe. All right, right. They escaped and they came to his castle. Right. <laughs> and he just has them make All of a sudden, Dolores just walks right. in. They just make shitty cake and, and, and bad pun references with horseshoes. So. <laughs> it's fucking, I don't know. Anyways, anyways. Uh, but, right. Like, it's one episode. But it's but it, fantastic. That episode was it gave you th- so much. This was the rare moment um, in in our current pop culture world where I had high expectations and that exceeded. Right, me. like totally. I was. There was this is going to sound really depressing, but it is just the reality of our world. I just sat there for an hour, and at no point in that hour was I even interested in picking up my phone. Right, right. There was not a single moment. I was fully engaged. Yeah. And as much as I consider myself someone who does, I, I tend to get pretty engaged. But right. I still almost everything that I, I will watch, just check there's it a little sure. moment that I'll right. pop, that I'll, right. that the distractions of the real world will pull me out. Well, especially never with the notifications, once. I just you know, it's kind of right. like, oh, notification, I'll just check in a minute, or yeah. whatever. You know? Never right. once. Yeah. Or like, I'm sitting here with you, I haven't talked to you in a week. Right. Never right. at one point. Right. I didn't even open my mouth to talk to you. I, I said a just, couple things, and it was very hard not to see, like, I, oh, 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 I, I oh, remember just the, like, yeah, Right. Right. But it was <laughs> like, I was fully in, right. and that is yep. a rare feat for a piece of media in today's world. So, way to go, HBO. To, to be that consuming. Yeah, they definitely... Just got my fucking money. Right. Like, I canceled HBO right after Game of Thrones. I am buying it tonight. Back in. Right. Like, it is... It's a good show. Yeah, like, yeah. once we get back from Kevin Smith tonight, um, depending on how wired I am from the show, I might stay awake for episode two. I was going to say, you might want to... I was going to say, if you, you might want to wait a day, because episode two's on tonight, so you might not get to bed till like, two in the morning. Exactly. Okay. But, fuck it. All I got to do is teach... And new, and new Silicon Valley starts tomorrow. tonight. I, see, I'm out on Silicon Valley. I know, I know. Which is, it's fun. Well, this this tails into uh, something I wanted to bring up. Um, the reason that I brought up wanting to watch Watchmen when I got here for uh, my old buddy, Mike Bryan. Okay. Who I, I grew up with, like went to middle school and high school with. He was uh, he was the guy that got me, Gibson, Fox, and Dickie all jobs at Pizza and Wings. His, oh, uncle, okay. his uncle was real good buddies with the Gallaghers. Okay. Um, 
he was kind of our entry into that Gallagher world, which yeah. is that now he's kind of gone. His, his, he does all sorts of different things. And left us all um, floundering. <laughs> well, I, we, we, we still catch up every now and again. Um, and he reached out to me. Well, I guess it was, it was last December. It was on my birthday last year. I ran into him, um, at a, at an event and we were shooting the shit and I was talking to him about this shop and mm-hmm. how this is what I wanted to do. And, you know, he, he's a, he's a finance guy. Like okay. he's, he's works in accounting and does all this. So he, he's a guy that's in the know about stuff like that. So we, he kind of, every now I'll see him probably once every few months and he always brings it up and he'll ask me like, Oh, what's going on? This and that, um, out of the blue earlier this week, I get a message from him and he was like, Hey man, I just jumped in on the podcast and now I'm binging it while I'm, while I'm working. Oh, shit. Nice. Um, so one, it's super wonderful that like, it's always cool to hear like, Oh shit, someone's right. listening and having fun. Right. Um, which was great. That's not family. Right. Right. Um, so thanks Mike. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thank you. And, th- but he also, it's really nice because when he has a comment on an episode, like he'll holler back at you. Sure. Like, he has, oh, your, num- he has your number directly. And right. it, it kind of feels like a greatest hits moment. I'm like, Oh yeah, that right. was a really fun right. conversation That's that I funny. had eight months ago. Totally. Yeah. Um, but he brought up, he, he, while we were messaging, he was like, Oh, <laughs> did you watch Watchmen? And I was like, no man, I, I canceled HBO. I'm, I'm kind of on a hiatus from it. You know, I'll get back into it when I do. And he's like, Oh shit, dude. And he was like, I'm not going to say anything. Was episode That's why I one. didn't bring it up. I didn't right. say anything to you, right? Episode one was killer. We started yeah. talking about righteous gemstones yes. and about how I got to be watching oh, that. Oh, fuck yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm yeah. fucking back. HBO, yep. you got my fucking yeah. $15.99. Yeah, you know, I didn't bring up righteous gemstones much either because I know you weren't watching it. But it just wrapped up. You know, six or eight episodes, whatever it was, mm-hmm. you'll love that too. You'll binge on that. It'll be fucking. You'll love it. Yeah, that's you'll what I'm. It. I'm trying to be strategic with my money because you know it's only it's two weeks from today that I'm gonna be spending that Disney Plus money. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. And I'm gonna be using up all my time on the Mandalorian. Make it a little holiday treat for yourself. I'm thinking you so. Know, right? You know, yeah. I get I get two weeks off. That's right. That's one of the perks. One right. of the few perks of my job. That's right. Is I get two weeks off, and damn it, I'm gonna enjoy that two weeks. Fucking hey. I'm going to watch the shit out right. of some television. Well, the goal is, hopefully, we can just write, this be a tax write-off here pretty right, soon. Right. It'll just be part of the shop expenses. Yeah, you know. <laughs> one of these days. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm excited that we are, uh, for for listeners, I know we haven't talked about it in a long time as far as the shop itself. We are still kind of working towards that, hoping Absolutely. to have some news for you um, maybe in the new year. So Stay tuned. That's kind of where we're at. Uh, before that. we leave Watchmen, I know we kind of did for sure. a second, but I was, it's, it's kind of, it popped in my head as I was okay. sitting here. We were watching Watchmen, and of course, I got my Funkos and shit everywhere. There are no Funkos for this season. Really? Yeah. Have not seen did, anything. Are there any? That makes me any, wonder. Are there any Watchmen pops like from? There were early, early Watchmen pops. There okay. was a, there was Horseshack, and there was Doctor Manhattan, and I'm pretty sure that was it. Um, not a comedian? I, I do not believe so, man. Wow. I, I don't, and I, honestly, I couldn't even tell you if they owned the licensing at that time, if it was just one of those things they did and sure. then didn't have to do. Um, but, I mean, we're talking early days of, of Funko. Yeah, um, that well, licensing's got to come back. You would, Well, now HBO owns it, and I know, you know, they've done... Well, I mean, DC they, owns They did Westworld. Well, they have, they have, yeah. Like, well, they, they have, have the DC show. license, and they have HBO they license. They should have this. Yeah. There's... Yeah. There's... The, I don't the know, lines uh, of communication are clearly open. Right. Right. Which, which only makes me wonder if there are, like, big surprises throughout the season right. that they don't want to release. 
I'd have to think so. You know, because right now... Do we know how many episodes this show is? Is it 10? I, honestly, I have not looked. I would assume 10 I to 12. I think it's a 10. Yeah. yeah. HBO if is usually I, a 10-ish. If I'm remembering correctly, I believe it's a 10. I'm going to look that And maybe they'll come out mid-season or something like that. But, sure. uh, you know, just doing distribution or just working with Diamond Comics and, and stuff like that. I have not seen uh, Watchmen, at least HBO's Watchmen, the TV show, uh-huh. uh, on there. Unless I'm missing something, which is a possibility. Uh, but I would have been all over that. I would have been ordering the shit out of those. Right? So. Yeah, let me see on the old Wikipedia page. Does it tell me how many episodes there are? Um, nine. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they're all an hour, hour 20 at the most, probably. Said between like 56 and 67 minutes. Okay, sure. So, that... I, I buy into that. Yep, that's plenty. Right, yeah, ten hours is good. Yeah, that's all I need. Absolutely, yeah. Especially with what they're doing. I mean, that's a lot of. That hour was quite a ride. Oh, exactly. It takes that's a little like to digest, that, so. that hour was perfect. There yeah. was no moment. Of, there was no chuffa there. No, no. Like I think they could have easily made that an hour and twenty, but they would have been throwing in some shit. Like I would have been looking at my phone right. in an hour twenty. Right, right. You know, I think if they well, can, I, right, if they, they did can just carry enough, the narrative, right. They didn't overdo, you know, there was just enough blowing up cows, just enough, right. you know, air raid stuff to no, let you know what the severity yeah, of the, the situation. context. You, without... you know, usually extra is extra blowing this up or blowing right. that up or whatever. Extra bullshit. Right. The only, you know, they blew up the building that the Some guys. Michael Bay shit. Totally. Right. Yeah. A lot of Transformers type shit. They blow up the garage that uh, the kid's parents is in and then just. You cut to him laying in the ground. Right. You know, there's not the extra right. the kid traveling and the blowing. What happened to that? Did they attack that? Did they leave. I don't know. So, sure. Um, which you know, it did everything a pilot or a startup episode should do: grab you by the balls and pull you in, and then make you question. Right. Wow. This could, this thing, could go all anywhere. All I'm thinking about is like, okay, so we know the old man in the chair was the kid from from Tulsa. Um, we know that he knows who that female cop's dad was right. um where's we the know, baby well, right that's what i was where's gonna say the, right. so the baby's got it like right. maybe the baby is some sort of ancestry of right. that woman. right like there's all sorts of shit yep. going on here yep. she was born in vietnam during the war right so comedian so was there something, comedian right. manhattan were both there right yeah. so, so there's yeah. all sorts of yep. issues at play or like the the very simple fact that she is black. Her husband is black. They have three white kids. Right. So where's the right? Like, where are those kids adopted from? Are those kids? They look like they should be I siblings. So like, right. is there a is there a police officer that died? Well, I was gonna say I would assume kids, they were like cops, kids who died. Right, kind of thing. But right. So start, there, right. there's all sorts of uh, yep. threads there that I'm really looking forward to unraveling. Totally. Totally. Um, over the next eight episodes. Yep. Um. Star Wars trailer. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's a great time to be alive, isn't it? Right? Yeah. Like, that's... When I was thinking about all the things that I've done this week, that was barely on my radar. I know, right? I was like, oh, I already forgot about this thing that I'm so... Was that like Monday morning? It seemed like it was early in the week. No, it was Monday night. They aired it during halftime of Monday Night Football. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. So, it's been... It's absorbed just for a week, so it seems like it's very old now, after everything that's already happened. Right. Well, and you go out and see two movies, too, so... Four, bud. Oh, shit. Four movies. That's right. Two in the theater, (laughs) like I'm some sort of adult that I could get to leave the house, and two at home. We did family movie night uh, Friday night, Uh Um, rented Aladdin. 
The new one? Yeah. Okay. So we're like, oh, this would be one we could watch with the kids. Sure. Um, and then because I was at, at the... You couldn't wait a month for Disney? What the fuck? Well, no, I wanted to. Olivia <laughs> asked me to. She was like, will you go rent this? I was like, fucking in two weeks? We're going right. to have Disney Plus. Right. Like, right. But she wanted to watch a movie with the kids. I was like, all right. It's fucking a buck seventy-five at Redbox. Fine. Right. And then while I was there, while I was already wasting a buck seventy-five, I thought, you know what? Let's just really end the night. And I got Dark Phoenix as well. I went down both of those rabbit holes. That'll put you asleep, I'm sure. Uh, I will tell you that I was actually pleasantly surprised with both. Is that because expectations were so low? Yes. Okay. Right. That's exactly So it just made it enjoyable? Like, oh, okay, this is okay. Yeah, I mean, right. like, it was, I went into both of them, like, I was expecting, at best, a D plus out right. of either of those. Right. And I would give Aladdin a solid B minus. Okay. And I would say Dark Phoenix is a, a fine C. Okay. Um, Dark Phoenix, really, the only thing that made me mad about Dark Phoenix is it had such wonderful moments that I was like, fuck, you did know what you were doing, but clearly you then started rushing some shit, you then put in some clunky dialogue, like, there were too many moments that took me out of it for there to be, like, a surprising amount of moments that I was, like, really in. Like, the opening to that movie? Yeah. Excellent. The, like the first four minutes, I was like, "Holy shit, this is a diamond in the rough." Everyone, everyone was full of shit. This movie's right. gonna be awesome, right? Like no the, one went. Yeah, the right. first four or five minutes were killer, and then and not like uh, James McAvoy mm-hmm. was incredible. This was his. I mean, he's. I love him in everything. He's been wonderful. I think he's been a good Xavier. This is his best run as Xavier. Like, really, he made this character so much more nuanced than it ever was. And I was real, like, I was like, he, his performance stole the show. Um, Sophie Turner was really good. Yeah. Um, People shit on her a lot for that, I thought. I, you know, I don't think they should have. I think, I think her performance, I think she had a lot of, she had a lot of shit to work with. Like, the dialogue that was written for her was bad. Okay. okay. And I think that's the problem. But I think she delivered it as well as you could ask anybody to. All right. Um, the... My real issue is the the whole villain situation, really half-baked, really just kind of, uh, like, the movie just continued to fall apart as, yeah. as you went through. Like, you could tell that it went through production hell. You could tell that it was a movie that halfway through being made, they realized Disney was going to buy and it wasn't going to buoy the franchise, and they just cut budgeting and quit giving a shit, and that's a shame. Because I think there was enough good in that skeleton that I was like, this could have been a really fucking good movie. Yep. Yeah. And there were, like, the cinematography was really, like, it was really well directed. It was, like, visually, it was really beautiful. It was really well done. So was dialogue mostly the problem? I would say so. Yeah. Um, Dialogue and then just... Do we know who wrote that offhand? I don't even know. I'm just curious. Dialogue was shitty. And then just the... uh, the kind of underdevelopment of the villain. And I understand that they, they made a lot of shifts because it mirrored uh, Captain Marvel too much. Yeah. And yeah, they had to change a lot of the ending. Of right, and I see why, and I think that probably hurt the villains. I think yeah. if they would have just said, fuck it, let's, let's ride this out. Right, well, was going to hurt at this point. Exactly. Right? That, that's the thing that frustrated me yeah. is I was like... Everybody knew we did this 12 years ago, so... Right. Yeah. Well, it was like... 
who gives a shit if right. it's too close to Captain Marvel? Like, right. These are two superhero movies. They probably should be kind of similar. Right. And I you don't like we like the uh, old Star Wars because it's like the new Star Wars, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's like I, I think I could like I probably would if they would have kept the original ending. I probably would have been like, yeah, it's pretty close to Captain Marvel, but that's less insulting than saying oh, it's just not really just well sucks. thought out. Right. It's kind of shitty. Right. Um, I'd rather one than the other. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like I think I think it was it was better than I thought. All right, fair enough. Like I said, it it had some really it had some wonderful moments that made it worth a buck seventy five. That's fair, to right? Me. Totally, yeah. And staying up late, right? Like, like I watched that after Aladdin, right? I mean, I worked on Friday. But I was you, tired. But if you would have dropped twelve fifty at the theater, you'd be pissed. Probably, yeah. Um, but like, I I worked early that day. I was tired, and I watched that movie from ten thirty to twelve thirty. Right. And I didn't regret staying awake for it. No, that's fair. And you know, if the the best thing I can say about that movie is I didn't regret watching it. I, I'll probably watch it on HBO whenever it comes out. But other than that, you should. I, I'm probably in no rush uh, to see it. You so. know what I would say? I would say that I enjoyed it more than Age of Apocalypse. Oh, that's fair. Uh, yeah, and Age of Apocalypse it was decent. You right. know, it wasn't very good. No, but like I thought Age of Apocalypse was gonna be, and it was bad. Yeah. This one I thought was going to be bad, and it was fine. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, like, that's that's a that's an okay thing. Right. So, two fines up from John. Right. Aladdin was very much the same thing. That's, that's what I've heard about Aladdin, too, yeah. Um, I was I was really kind of nervous about going into it with Will Smith yeah. as the genie. One, because in the trailers it just looked really fucking bad. Yeah. But also because, like... Robin Williams was born for that fucking role, man. He killed it. Right. Um, but Will Smith was good. I don't know why I would think anything less. Will Smith's done nothing but charm me the so entire no, 30 right. years I've been sure. on this earth. Sure, um, And he was really good. All right. All right. And the choreography was really good. Like so the, so that's our Star Wars wrap-up. <laughs> I don't See, know who tweeted. Total, no, I can't. Right. Star I, Wars. That was my fault. I got you to tangent about watching movies. I'm so and, sorry. No, that's, that's me. We'll, that's we'll, on me. We'll revisit back. Star we are, Wars. We then. are. No, I'm just fucking with you. Holy fuck. Um, here's where I am with Star Wars trailer, though. I am convinced, just based on history, uh-huh. 60% of what I saw will not be in the movie anyway. So I find it hard to even get behind trailers anymore. Like, sure. oh, fuck. I'm like, they get me excited for a movie. But, but that, then I'm just like, okay, movie's coming out, I'm pumped for that. Isn't that all they need to I hate do, breaking up. It is, but I hate breaking apart a trailer like, oh, you saw this, you saw this. Me too. Because you don't think... But I like that. I do too. I, I like know. that I just... You've given me the tone now. True. And that's what I want from True. a trailer. I don't yeah. want you to tell me the story. No, I don't want the whole story either. But I don't want also to expect to see certain things. And it, you know, half the time you don't realize you didn't see them until... Yeah. A week later, you're like, wait, that wasn't fucking in the movie. Yeah. And that just bugs the fuck out of me. I don't know really? why. I don't know why. Huh. You, See, that's part of the fun for me. The first time it ever happened was on some horrible movie in the 90s. What the fuck was it? Like, eight, like little alien... It's a comedy... Mars Attacks? Wasn't Mars Attacks. It was like Spaced Invaders. No, I don't know that. Oh, it was god-awful. <laughs> but, like, the funniest part in the whole movie was in the trailer, uh-huh. and then not in the movie. Ah! Uh... And, like, the whole movie, I'm waiting for that... Little, I don't, I don't even remember what it was. I just remember being You're so for pissed. The right, not in the whole hour twenty I spent in the theater. Or whatever it was. Yeah. Well, I think it's different in a comedy. 
Like in a comedy, I want to be entertained and I'm looking for that funny gag. Yeah. But like in Star Wars, I I want to be taken on a journey. Yeah. And once I'm in the theater, I'm not even thinking about a trailer. And once no. I, and when no, I see a trailer, I am not think I I am not a person that watches a trailer and then gets excited to see what that part unfolds to be. Typically, I usually I like to watch a trailer because it just gets me pumped in the mood for a thing. Sure. Yeah, um, but I've never been big on deconstructing trailers. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, and I've talked about this what a week or two ago, where I miss not being surprised when I go yeah. to the movies and seeing trailers. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it all stems from that. Like, I'm just down on trailers right now. Sure. Like, I you know I love. I didn't watch it on football because I could give two fucks about football. Right, me neither. I, I watched it on YouTube like, a couple yeah. hours later, whatever, mm-hmm. and it was still just as wonderful. As, right, but. If I was going to a movie and that came on my screen and I didn't know it was coming. Oh, my God. That's what I, I missed that. Right. You know what I mean? That would have. Because I remember going to the, you know, whatever the big movie of the weekend was. Like, oh, we might see a big trailer. You know, it might, yeah. be, it might be. I heard they're doing this. Maybe this right. would be. Your, that was like anticipation. And then somewhere in the late 90s, early 2000s, when all the prequels started coming out, it was like. Hey, go see this new uh-huh. whatever movie because the Star Wars trailer is going to be there. Right. Like they were selling their movie based cool. on the trailer. And I just miss being surprised. Right. I, I mean, I get well, the whole marketing the of internet where it they is. can sell it easier. Right. I mean, if, you can't keep a secret, so I get that. Might as well just put it out there. But right. well, fuck, I, I miss being surprised. I had a similar conversation with Sean. I went to the movie. So I saw Zombieland 2 mm-hmm. and Joker uh, Sunday night and then Monday morning. And I went with Sean and Fox to both of them. And me and Sean were having the conversation. Both of those movies had a longer amount of time of trailers. Joker was terrible. Then I'd like yeah. both of those movies had probably twenty minutes worth it's of trailers. Not more. Right. And the only trailer that was put that was on in front of both of those movies was Doctor Sleep. Right. The rest was all different trailers from night to night. Mm-hmm. And not a one of them looked fucking good. Yeah. I couldn't tell you when it or that's not true. There was one I think it was before Joker, uh, the one with Daniel Craig, the fucking murder mystery uh, looking movie. Something about knives, sharpen the knives. I don't know. know. But that one, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And I was like, it was a movie that I hadn't heard of. Right. And I was like, oh, this trailer looks pretty fucking cool. Like it had uh, had Chris Evans and Daniel Craig. And like it's set up as like Daniel Craig is like a fucking inspector. And a rich dude died, and now he's, like, investigating the family and shit. Okay. Very murder mystery. Yeah. I was like, oh, this will be fun. But even that, I was like, this will be fun for Redbox. Right, This right. will be fun for Netflix. Right. Um, but, yeah, we were both just like, this is just fucking disappointing. Like, yeah. I used to love showing up for the trailers. And now I was like, Fuck it. I was wildly underwhelmed right. Right. by both movies worth of trailers that I saw. Right. And it, what sucks too is I'm so used to getting to the theater early because you wanted a good seat. Which right. now you don't have to because you're assigned seats. Yeah. But I still want to get there early. I just do. Right. Oh, I'm the same way. But now I'm to the point, like, fuck it, I'm going to get there 20 minutes in because I don't want to sit mm-hmm. through that shit anymore. Right. I really any don't trailer care. that I want to see, yes. I'm go- like, the, it is funny because now I have a different take in that like, if I'm going to see a superhero movie, so I know it's going to have the Star Wars trailer attached to it, right? And I've already seen the Star Wars trailer five times. I still want to see it on the big screen, totally. So then I'm like, Absolutely. I'm going to show up just for yeah. that, and I that's agree. a whole different take yep. than what it was yep. 20 years ago or whatever. But it's it's just weird, yeah. But I, I know with that Star Wars stuff, I got 
I got stoked on it, and I'm really excited about the things I'm hearing from Abrams. Yeah. About how, like, it's really going to tie all nine movies together, answer everything. Um, is that it is officially announced to be the longest-running Star Wars. Okay. Of, of I didn't see any that. Star okay. Wars movie has the longest run time. All right. Um, like, so, what, 220 in there? It, it didn't yeah. say... I didn't... I just saw the fucking headline. It Wasn't was, episode one, like, fucking... 215, 210? Probably. I thought it was super long. Yeah, that's what, I, I just saw the headline. Pretty sure that, that pod was, race was 45 was, minutes, so... It was the best 45 minutes of the fucking movie. <laughs> All right? We've had the conversation. Right. I'm <laughs> uh, pretty sure Val Kilmer was in there. It, it was the only 45 minutes that didn't have Jar Jar Binks in it. That's true. So. That's true. <laughs> I'll take them. It's a good 40, yeah. And Greg Probst was in it, so it all yeah. was pretty good. It's pretty good. No, I'm, I'm like I said, I don't, I don't mean to shit on the trailer. I'm not shitting on the trailer itself. Right. I'm just bummed. Shitting on the idea. And as we're talking about this, I just realized I'm lying. I was surprised by a trailer, and I think that's why I'm so pissed. It was the fucking Adams Family thing. <laughs> and it looked so god-awful. I was, fuck, th- I was, I, I told you, well, that was a title, like, fuck this, man. Right. It was... The worst thing I'd ever seen. I, I thought it was like a commercial for a Nickelodeon 30-minute <laughs> right. TV show. They're making a fuck. And then they're making a two. They're making the sequel. Oh. That cast is fucking expensive. Oh, I'm sure that it is. Yeah. Like, if you look at it, like, holy shit. They spent some fucking money yeah. on this well, movie. They didn't put it in the animation, clearly. <laughs> so, oh my they God. They wanted that stylized. Look, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Which, is, which is why South Park has been on so long. Because it takes a buck fifty to run it. Right. Because the animation doesn't cost shit. Right. Well, that's not why. South Park's great. Anyways, but um, it didn't hurt. no, not at all. Anyway, maybe that's why I'm I'm down on trailers is sure. because the last time I was surprised, it was a very disappointing surprise. But I, I I am I am really excited to see the dynamic between Ray and Kylo kind of culminate. Yeah, and I love that in the trailer. There's moments that they're working together. There's moments that they're fighting. There's moments that give you Rey as a Sith. There's moments that give you Kylo looking like a Jedi. Like, right. It's really playing with your perception. I think a lot of that movie's going to be that. And I think, you know, I ultimately think, like, probably that Rey with the dual-bladed red lightsaber is probably some sort of, like, force vision. Totally. Like, like when she ultimate. saw... Uh, yeah. Yeah, all the, originally, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But... It's still going to be fucking cool. Oh, fucking A. I agree 100%. I like agree. I'm, I am so pumped. You know, and I... There's all kinds of rumors That's going to be our around. next midnight movie that we're going to have to go to. I agree. Yeah. I Most Star Wars I try to see day yeah. of, if not night of. That's um, going to be you, me, and my cousin Ryan. I'm in. Who you're going to meet tonight. Perfect. I'm super excited. I don't, did you meet him at the housewarming party? He, I, if I, I did, know, it was briefly. That's what I, was, I yeah. don't know if you're... Past, I think... I know he left a little bit earlier. Okay. Um... The infamous cousins. Right. Like, of which I have many, but Ryan and Matt are the two that, like, really got me into shit. Yeah. Ryan's coming to the show with us tonight. Perfect. Um, Perfect. So, you'll get to at least meet Ryan. Oh, that's right. You haven't seen Blunt Man and Chronic in person yet. Right. The Funkos oh, I got. man, you're right. I Fucking I, fantastic. I almost ended up buying them this week. Right. It's only gone up in value. For, I'm never going to sell it. Well, I, I still watch like, it. I found them online for like 35. Did you? Oh, great! Yeah, so like, like the Funko app is still showing like 60. Wow. Yeah. I was like, should I buy it? Should I buy it? And I was like, no. That's about retail. I mean, I think they were 29.99 at the convention I mean, for a dual for a dual pop. I would, th- you yeah. know, yeah. At minimum, at the convention, that's 20 bucks. Oh yeah. yeah. Like that. So I, I limited think edition, probably absolutely. 30. Yeah. Like that sounds. Yep. 30 sounds right. Yep. But like I, I mean, spending 35. If 
I, it's you so, know what's going to happen? It's so weird that it's I gonna get... It's going to be one that when I leave the show tonight, I'm going to be so jazzed it, on the movie that I'm going to order it. Right. I'm so... Uh, it's so weird that a toy, just looking at it, gives you some type of play. Like, I, I smile when I look at it. Because right. it, it's from... You're like, oh, that's fucking great. That's what so much... Yeah, that's, that's why Pop's getting me, man. Right? When I go down to my basement and I'm just like... Fucking grabbing a beer out of the fridge or putting a load of laundry in. Like, ah, look at yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll look at my and be like, ah, there's Cliff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, it, like it's, exactly. I, just, I just like it. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Anyway, why I like collecting weird shit. Totally. Um, to continue down the Star Wars bandwagon, um, we got some official Obi-Wan Kenobi news. That's right. Um, so, one, that it's going to be six episodes. Yep. And I am so, I think that's just the perfect choice. Six I'm hour so long. Right. right. Yep. I think that's just the right amount. Yep. You know, I think we talked about this when it was announced. Yeah. Like just kind of wanted what we wanted. Right. And I think we were both kind of in that six to eight range. Yeah. yeah. That totally. Like, ah, oh, let's not overdo yeah, don't it. Don't saturate it. Yep. Like, I just want it. Make each episode right. Great. Yeah. But what was even more interesting? You know that whole last season Game of Thrones mentality. Oh shit! <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Fuck me. Why, why do we got to bring that back? I'm sorry. Like I said, I still don't I have meant, HBO because what of What I meant was first season Game of Thrones mentality. Right. I still don't have HBO because of that last season. Watch it. You just <laughs> saved it. You just made HBO fifteen ninety nine. That's right. By showing me that right. today. That's right. That's right. Um, Is there a friends and family discount or something? <laughs> a, a reference discount? Right, yeah. Um, but in the interview where he talked about it only being six episodes... Ewan McGregor had said, like, he's had to, like, lie to people for, like, four fucking yeah. years. Yeah. Um, because th- he's known that it's going to be a six-episode miniseries. Right. Like, so all the rumors were going around about it being a movie. Right. And he just kind of had to bat an eyelash about it. Yeah. Because I love that we know it'll take place now between... Um, episode, three and four. Three and four, which is fantastic. So you really be dealing with him. Well, I think that's the that's the only that's way the only you could. could. Right. Like, right. I... I it, Unless I, it was the early days of the Academy, which... Right. Why are we going to youngify you and McGregor? Right. Right. Like, right. I want to see those... That's the thing. Is like, I feel like I've I've reached a place where the, the prequel trilogy kind of exists in its own world for me. And, mm-hmm. the, and it's a special world for me. Because part of it is I did enjoy him the first time through because I was of that age group that I didn't really think... I didn't realize they were less good... Until I was older and I was really paying attention to the story. But, yeah. like, when I was living them, I was like, oh, these are, right. these are no, no, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and even still, in retrospect, I I will defend the story of the first three. I think the first three are really fucking interesting. I just think they were really, there's really bad dialogue. And uh, fucking Hayden Christensen is just not a good actor. And I think those two things hurt yeah. that. Hurt you know who movie. is? Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I had to. It popped in my head right away. Oh I apologize. <laughs> that was incredible callback. Months in the making. Um, but I like. I will defend that. I think that story wise, that serves me, and that's a that's really totally. interesting dynamic to how that world became that world. Um. Oh, so I think now bringing Obi-Wan back, I think the only part that's really kind of missing in the whole saga is... What the fuck was he doing for so long? Well, not only what the fuck was he doing for so long, but, like, what happened in the world that allowed, like... So Palpatine becomes Emperor. Obviously, the whole galaxy can't be immediately on board with that. Like, what is that 15 to 20 years of deterioration and oppression 
look like in action because right. we see we see the oppressor. Be, you know, we see it's like we see Hitler in 1925, mm-hmm. and then we see the end of the Holocaust. Right. You right. know. Yeah. So it's like I want to see that middle part. Right. And I think seeing that through the eyes. You mean people, like when a Catholic saint was young and then you don't hear about him for 30 years and then anyway, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. No, I'm talking so about Star Wars. I'm talking about Star Wars, like yeah. real things. <laughs> Not science fiction. Right. Talk about I, things that matter to me. I apologize. <laughs> Anyways, uh, sorry sister Rosario. But I I am I'm I'm stoked about that. And then you you just said the magic word though. When you said sister Rosario, the ultimate surprise factor. Yeah, I'm, I'm jumping ship real quick because Please. I did just see Zombieland 2. Oh, yeah. And I had no idea Rosario Dawson uh, was in it. Oh, I did, yeah. And yeah. oh my god. Don't spoil anything for I me. Won't. Yeah, I won't. Yeah, There will be zero spoilers involved. Because you know how I feel about her. And so, like, so I'm, uh, much like you, I'm deeply and madly in love with Rosario Dawson. Yeah. I will vote for Cory Booker for president regardless of what his things are just because he's with Rosario Dawson. <laughs> right, right. And if she's, if she endorses him, with I her. endorse yes, him. Yes, yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Like when she showed up in that movie, I was like, "Oh man, this is making me like this so much more." And then she does what she always does, just charms the shit out of me. And I was like, "Oh, this! Not only is this movie better because you're in it and that lends credence to it, but it's just better because your performance is just really fucking good." Right? Yep. Yep. I was. It was that was my pleasant surprise going to the theater for that movie. You know, I, I know. I know she's in it. I, like I said, I still haven't seen the movie yet, so. Uh... I can't discuss it. Yeah, the uh, but I, I knew she was in it from the previews. I saw her putting the gun to Woody's face, and oh, see, I didn't. Even, I and didn't he's like, "Hi, I'm Tallahassee." The butt real quick or whatever when she's. I didn't first see meets a him, lot of the previews so. for that movie, yeah. and I was glad. That was that was a movie. All I'll say about it, completely spoiler free. Yeah. Um, didn't think I needed it. Yeah. Still don't think I needed it. Had a lot of fucking fun watching it. Sure. It was and. Uh, also, completely non-spoiler, they did they did a post-credit scene mm-hmm. or a mid-credit scene, and it's so it's just a Bill Murray scene because you know how we talked about like how do you bring Bill Murray back because right. he killed him? That's how. That's great. The post-credit scene so is a flashback now. scene. Oh, I love it. And so it has nothing to do. With, it's just Bill Murray. Mur- like I'm just like, oh my god. Oh, that's perfect. Then. And and that that 45 to 70 seconds. I don't know how long it was. Yeah. Was the best part of the movie, uh, and the movie was good, right? But right. still, that like right. it was just Bill Murray being Bill Murray, and I was like, <laughs> "Yep, I fucking I am so in." Speaking of Bill Murray, just for a quick second, we won't discuss it for much, but I'll throw it out there. So I did see Ghostbusters wrapped, mm-hmm. and they're still not confirming yep. or denying, which makes me think one hundred percent he's in there somewhere. I think that is very wishful thinking. You think? Yeah, man. I think they would flat out say he's not in it if he wasn't associated with it whatsoever. I know. The fact that they won't confirm or deny, and the fact that he hasn't confirmed or denied, makes me confirm. You I'm are, not saying You are such an optimist, Brandon, yeah, and I love well, that about yeah, you. Yeah, maybe. But maybe. Th- to me, that... Well, it's the same thing. Let's use tonight as an example. Okay. You were hell-bent, purely convinced that Ben Affleck was coming back for this movie. Mm-hmm. 
Now, did Ben Affleck ultimately come back for this movie? Yes. But. You're welcome. At the time that you were talking. Yes. He was completely fucking out. Yeah. And they had finished filming. And you were like, oh, yeah. yeah, of course. I'm taking this as good news. You got real goddamn lucky on that one. No. No. But. Uh, I have this odd power. <laughs> to manifest. Ask my friend Huey Lewis. <laughs> ask. True romance. B. Flack. Right. Uh, I, I got this power. I hope this power. I, nothing would make me happier than you being right. Um, if you could manifest Bill Murray and Rick Moranis <clears throat> into this movie. I'm not going to say I can manifest Rick Moranis because he's taken on multiple sizes over the years. It's hard to find See, him. I am. I, unlike you, I am more optimistic of Moranis being in it than Murray. Really? Yep. Wow. Only because I think Rick Moranis showing up would be an easier thing to keep under wraps. I think it would be a more fun surprise. And I think it would be, I think that would be more fun for both the actors and the filmmakers to do. And I think Rick Moranis is the type of guy you'd bring back for like literally one piece of one scene. Like it'd be like, Hey man, I know you're in retirement and, and I'm glad you're happy with your life. We will give, we'll fly you to LA and give you a million fucking dollars to literally be on set for 90 seconds. But you're going to tell me. And I think that would be easy to do and fun. Whereas I. I you, you're going to tell me you don't think Dan Aykroyd, uh, what's Reitman's son's name? Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman. Um, and a couple of those other people associated with Paul it. Paul Rudd's charming ass. Can't convince Bill to do a cameo. But they can convince him in the reboot to do... Not that it wasn't himself, but he was in it. I am not saying they can't. Okay. I am just saying I'm more optimistic about Moranis. Okay. okay. I am hopeful for both. If I see both right, that's just... That's that's everything. That's a wonder... That's a fucking... I don't right. even care if there's sound in the movie. If I right. see those two guys in the same movie again... that That's no. a that's no. a wrap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Coming back... Yeah. To Paul Rudd, please. I'm gonna get out my phone real quick. Please. You know what's so funny? You're talking while you're doing yeah. that. Um, so I've been driving. Uh, Jessica's been out of town for a little bit here and there. So I've been driving her car off and on, uh-huh. um, and I forgot how much I loved satellite radio and the Howard Stern uh-huh. show. Paul Rudd was just on Howard Stern, uh-huh. and it was so great, man. He is such a charming guy right. about everything. Oh yeah, please, oh, sorry, so, please go right ahead. So my buddy Mike, yes. who I brought up earlier, has been listening to the show. Yes. He sends me a message today, okay. right before I was leaving to come to your house to record. And he goes, "Oh hey man, I just ran across this, and I know that your co-host Brandon loves Paul Rudd." Sends me this picture that was on Reddit of Paul Rudd uh, trick or treating with his yeah. daughter. Oh my god, yes, and his daughter dressed as the Wasp. Awesome! Like oh man, supporting dad's movie. Is dad dressed as Ant Man to go with her? No, he's. Weird Al Yankovic. Love it even more. <laughs> and he's such a stellar Weird Al Yankovic. That's a great Weird Al. Right? That is a great Weird Al. As soon as, as, soon as Mike sent me that picture, I was like, holy shit, dude. I'm going to Brandon's house in like a minute to record. I can't I, wait to bring it up. Have I ever talked about my love for Weird Al on the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I, I swear to God, I'm not joking. That was one of my first tapes I ever bought. It was uh-huh. Fat. <laughs> um, by Weird Al. So... <laughs> Just to sum it up, why my uh, I used to go to work with yeah I'll, I'll take the beer sure I used to go to work at night occasionally um, 
my uh, dad and my grandpa and my mom, actually, for a little while, all and my grandma, all worked at the same place for a little while, right? Running this uh, restaurant, blah, 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 kitchen thing. And I would go with them and sit in the back, you know, whatever. And they would always buy me a G.I. Joe, which is where my G.I. Joe uh-huh. started. But then as I got a little older, I got a Walkman, right? Okay. I need some tunes, right? Right. And they're all for that. Because you're a child of the 80s. They don't need me hearing what the hell's going on in the mm-hmm. kitchen back sure. then. You know what I mean? So I got my Walkman, and one of the first tapes I ever bought was Fat by Weird Al. And I wore... This is this is insane. I bought Fat by... No. No, I bought Fat by Weird Al. So my... my my genres are insane at this point. Okay. So I bought Fat by Weird Al. Time out. Before yeah. we go any further, what's your age at this point? Like, how old are you roughly? This would have been, let's see, I was born 78, so I would have had to at least been 11, 12, 13, okay. Okay. somewhere Perfect. right there. Um, probably those couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, your I, middle school years. I'm middle school years, right. I buy um, The Fat Boys, Wipeout. <laughs> I still love The Fat Boys. You're not going to convince me they're not good. They, they had, oh my god, you're such an 80s I baby. even had on VHS the Fat Boys movie. Uh, you are such an 80s baby. It wasn't Delirious. It was uh, uh, Disorderlies. They were orderlies. <laughs> fucking great. Uh, <laughs> I haven't thought about this forever. I, this is insane. And then, I, I don't know if it was the same year, but I was in love with the cocktail soundtrack. <laughs> it had Don't Worry, Be Happy. It had the Beach Boys. I was insane out of my mind at this moment in time, obviously. So um, speaking of... Uh, I don't know where that was going, but that always cocktail, rolled in my head, yeah. First time I saw that movie was like... It was probably like on fucking E! Network. I'm, maybe, I'm in that same age range. I'm sure. probably 13, 14. It's yeah. probably like early high school. Yeah. And when I saw Cocktail... I was super fascinated with bar tricks. Sure. Like learning to juggle. I sat in my parents' basement and juggled glasses at night. So, like, I, I had this weird thing. At my, um, uh, I, I've always, my, my anxiety and depression issues have always really become a bigger issue at night, like when it's time to go to bed. Sure. Um, so when I was a kid at my parents' house um, in their basement, it's very, their basement is very similar to my basement now. So, like, we had a pool table and a bar, um, but it was, like, a bar with a kitchen, so it had, like, an, an oven and a sink and shit. And then also, my room and my sister's room were down there. So, when I couldn't sleep, I would always either, like, go out in the basement and play nine ball against myself and just, yeah. like, play pool. Right. Um, That's called masturbating, but okay. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean... I, oh, when, you had a name for it. When, when, it, when you only work for, like, 45 <laughs> seconds, you got to kill the other two hours you can't sleep with something else. So, I would shoot pool... Or I would fucking learn to juggle. So I'd like stand in my parents' bar and fucking juggle bar glasses and you, shit. Your nerd cred is going so much higher right, right. now. Yeah, so no. it's like, when I, when, man, when I first saw Cocktail, and that was, I wasn't even a drinker at this point. Sure. I didn't start drinking yeah. until I was probably 15. Yeah. Um, but I'm like 13, 14, and I'm just fucking juggling pint glasses yeah. and shit because yeah. I wanted to be Tom Cruise so bad. At this time, I don't even think I saw the movie. <laughs> I'm, I would have been too young. I probably it's our movie. I guarantee you I hadn't even seen the movie. Oh, my God. It had, like I said, Kokomo. Mm-hmm. That was a f- monster song. And Don't Worry, Be Happy. Are you kidding me? Right. And then it had, like, a couple other random beach boys. I remember I got it for Christmas one year. I remember having headphones on, uh-huh. sitting at our, uh, this was in Springfield, Missouri. Sure. Big, huge, like. Where we're headed this weekend. That's right. So if you're, show, if you're yeah. living in Springfield, Springfield Microcon will be there uh, at Hammond's, uh, Hammond's 
convention center, I think it is. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sitting there uh, off East Eastmore, not far from Glenstone. Yeah. Out my big picture window that birds would just fly into because they were fucking stupid. You know, it was like, <laughs> it's snowing, so there's no birds flying. You know, Christmas trees up. It's a very picturesque thing. Right. I got it's my a headphones very Missouri on. Moment. Right. I'm singing Don't Worry, Be Happy. And I'm playing some, like, it's like one of the first handheld, like, all-in-one, it's not a Game Boy, it was before Game Boy, but it was like a Pac-Man Donkey Kong thing. Okay. So I'm just playing that, listening to, like, Hippie Hippie Shake. <laughs> I can I can still, it's, this is crazy, I haven't thought of it for fucking 30 years, man. I'm right back there, I can yeah. see it. I can, I'm in the fucking dad's easy chair, I can see it. Mm-hmm. Um what a great memory. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where it came from, but I'm so glad I just had that. So. Dude, so speaking of the fucking video game shit, um, I don't know if we've, we've brought this up, or because uh, this was the first I'd seen it. Um, yesterday, Libby and I went to Costco, because uh, we, we we bought a new TV oh, for, nice. for upstairs, um, and we also had to pick up a couple odds and ends. We're like, Costco's a perfect day. and we were, So we took the kids to my parents' house. Um, my mom just had a knee replacement, so, like, she was looking forward to just having someone around to sure. hang out with. So my kids are hanging out with my mom and my dad, and we run up to Costco. And while we're there, I really contemplated putting the TV back. Um, because even though it was slightly more expensive than the TV at $350, because I'm not a rich man with expensive tastes, I'm happy with a $300 television. That's the world I live in. All right, it's 55 inches. Don't worry about That's it. It's a nice TV. It's not an OLED. It's, not, no. it's, it's not any of that fancy no. shit. No. But, you know, it, it does me right. That's beside the point. Yeah. I see for $350, what I came very close to just buying instead was you can now buy standalone arcade machines. I've seen this, yes. That have a suite of games yes. in any one. Fa- so, like, there was one that's three Mortal Kombat. Have you played them? Yep, Legit? that's what I was saying. Okay. We did when we were there. So they had three Mortal Kombat's, yeah. and then right next to that, they had one that was Ninja Turtles, Turtles yes. in Time, which is one of my all-time favorite arcade games. One, because I love the Ninja Turtles, but more importantly, it's fucking super hard. Right. So I love playing it in the arcade, um, and the arcade loved me playing it, because they got all of my right. parents' money. Yeah. Um, I have one question. Huh. Tabletop. Yes. Oh, love it. So it's the whole fucking, the whole kit and caboodle. Oh, um, it might be sold. And and it was only 350 Right. Oof. And I was sitting there and I was like, ah, oh, Libby, come play. So, so me and Libby tag teamed uh, Turtles in Time. I was Raphael, of course. She went with Leonardo, which I respect Fair, yeah. um, as a newbie. Yeah. We we crushed the first two levels and I was like, look, and she was having fun and I was like, oh, babe. <laughs> right. Babe, we could. <laughs> we play this every night. We could do this. That's right. And we opted out. I and I think the yeah. only reason we opted out, my only beef with it, like for two fifty, you've sold me. But for three fifty, what I need is I need to be a generic Sega Genesis console, like a stand-up sure. Sega Genesis. Yeah. But like the thing that Gibson has, right? That has a catalog of the games, right? You know, like you need right. to give me a, for three hundred fifty bucks, you need to give me at least twenty games. You don't need to develop. A arcade, tabletop, whatever you want to call it, gaming system uh-huh. that you can plug in your old gaming system right. to and have access to whatever game. Like, plug in that Sega uh-huh. Genesis with the whole catalog. Just have fucking USB ports and the fucking underneath it. It's a cabinet. Open up the cabinet, fucking put your game in there, plug the motherfucker in. Well, I'm telling you. As I'm, Copyright pending. As I'm putting together the uh, the budget for the shop and our business plan, yes. oh, I am budgeting 
like twelve hundred dollars. Oh, because we're buying three of them. You're goddamn right. Because we need the Mortal Kombat one. Yes. yes. Uh, we need the. There was one that was straight Marvel. So it was the X Men game, the Captain America game, and the Marvel Heroes game. Um, and then there was an Ninja Turtles one, and I want all three in the shop. I'm in. So, yeah. J- j- just so you know, that's there's, being budgeted. Right, there's no convincing me. We're done. Right. Yeah, end of conversation. But I couldn't believe right. it when I sat there. I was like, holy shit. Like, I haven't been in Costco for a, a while really, now. I'm going to have to go check. did a really fucking good job. You don't even have to go to Costco, bud. Because as soon as we left Costco, we got halfway home and uh, realized, like, oh, shit, we didn't buy a... A mounting bracket for this TV. Oh, okay. Because we, like, our TV's always sat on a TV, so this is the first time I've ever mounted a TV. Mm-hmm. You know, welcome to 2009. Um, and we mounted it, so I was like, fuck, we need, we need a bracket. And there's a Walmart by our house, and I never go to Walmart. Yeah. I fucking hate Walmart. Um, my dad managed a Kmart forever. I was, oh, okay. I, I was well, yeah. born to hate yeah. Walmart. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, fuck, man, let's just run in there quick and just grab a mounting thing. And we went back in the electronics. They had they a fucking set up there. Really? They hadn't set up to play. Really? So I was like, shit. Because they almost got me the second time. That's when I was like, why why are you tempting me like this? Right. Why are you fucking teasing me? Same price? Yep. Same price? Hmm. But they had the multiples there. Like, they had every fucking option. Back in the electronics section? Yep. I'll feel check. And each one comes with a stool. Oh, It comes with the branded stool. Really? Yeah. So, I'm... But it did frustrate me because we played that Gibson. Like, I know... For them, the software difference is non-existent. Right. Like, if you want me to spend three fifty, you need to spend the extra thirty-eight cents that it would cost you to put. Give me twenty games. Give me the. Give me the arc. All the arcade greats right. that were released on Sega Genesis. Yeah, I'm, I mean, right. I'm with you. You know, like give me only three games per per or per per arcade top. Like motherfucker, this is 2019. <laughs> three hundred fifty bucks gets me a lot these days. <laughs> right. Don't. Don't fucking blue ball me. Disney Plus has thousands of movies. Right. You, you're fighting <laughs> and a, new content. You're fighting a lot of entertainment dollars. You want three fifty out of me? That's true. You can't blue ball me, man. That's true. You gotta, you gotta fucking, you gotta deep throat the game system, okay? <laughs> you gotta give me it all. Just gotta play with the balls. Uh huh. Gotta play with the balls. All right. Here's where I want to do next. Okay. I'm gonna leave it to you. All right. I got a couple things I want to chat about. Perfect. That I'm very excited. And we're back from that inadvertent break. That's right. We were about to break, I think, but then uh, the computer. Then the fat shit. boys took. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, so it seems okay. Like it gave me some time to research some fat boys, some cocktail soundtrack. And you know what? What could be I'm, I'm, more joyful? I'm right back to 1984. Oh, I'm feeling man. good. I'm feeling good. <laughs> that was funny. As we're as we're staring at Jim Carrey's ass. Yeah. I, I always movie. forget about me, myself, and Irene because I like. I think this is a version of Jim Carrey being funny that we hadn't really seen until oh, this Oh, not movie. at all. Not at all. And holy shit, is it good. It's the best. I still, I might have to show it to you before we leave, after we're done. One of the funniest things I ever saw on television, like that I literally could not stop, like hurt laughing, uh-huh. uh, the Arsenio Hall show. Okay. Shows my age right. a little more. The dog pound. Um, whoop, whoop, whoop. Jim Carrey was a guest. And this was still in the in living color days, uh-huh. and he comes out with a bottle like his like drunk he, character. Oh, I've seen it, but he stayed in the right. Whole time. Nails. And Arsenio played along, right? Uh-huh. Like Jim, how could you do? God damn it! It was so it was perfect. It was the whole like gagging move he does. But before uh-huh. you ever saw it in the theater, you right. know, it was 
God damn, it was the funniest. My mom came downstairs and asked if I was okay. Oh, my God. Because I was, you know, Arsenio Hall. That yeah, wasn't was a, that was 10 a, o'clock. That was a regular talk show. Was it, or was, was, it after, was it after the Tonight Show? That was probably 10 or 11. Okay. I don't know if it was, I think it was 10, I, 10 30 or 11. Yeah, 30, I, so you imagine by guess, you're probably done oh. close to midnight. I was dying. I, I still remember laughing so hard at that. Uh, I've never laughed that hard other than one time at a Conan O'Brien sketch, what I want to get into. But I laughed so hard. Jim Carrey still to me, he's great. Oh, he's, he's great. He is top ten. I feel like he's really maybe, underappreciated. Maybe top five yeah. to me. Like, I look at Jim Carrey and I just uh, – it. <clears throat> He's one of those guys that just blows my mind because he's just – he's funny even when he's not funny. Right. And that's a real um, – that's a real unique yeah. skill set that I think – I think that's the difference between like a funny person and a fucking comedic genius. It's just like even the little things that you do are – like Conan O'Brien or Jim Carrey mm-hmm. or Robin Williams mm-hmm. – uh, Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. These are guys that are just like, oh, you're just fucking born. Right. To, like, you're... That's what you, you do. You, you are created right. from a different fucking mold right. than I could ever... Like, right. You can't teach I, any of that. Exactly. Right. Like, I, I could work really hard at my craft. Yes. And I could maybe be as funny as some people if I worked really hard at it. Right. You're, you're, you're not, not going to throw out a name there as I, I, some I, people. I, I had, a, I had a, there, there, are, there are a few folks in my mind. There's no like, judging here. Uh, Larry, the cable guy. <laughs> I'll say I'm it. already funnier than I'll him. I'll do it. I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking school teacher with a mediocre, uh, fucking <laughs> comedy background. And I'm clearly funnier than, uh, Larry, the cable. Hey, guy. that guy's a multimillionaire. I didn't say I was as yeah. good of a businessman as Larry the Cable Guy, right. but yeah. I said I'm funnier than him. I can't develop catchphrases. Right. Yes. There's a fucking yes. difference. There is. I, I can't dumb myself to my audience. This Larry the Cable Guy is the fucking Donald Trump of comedians. Because Donald Trump, say what you will about him, smart fucking dude. Oh, I, you can't deny it. And yeah. he, he made the conscientious choice to play... To a certain demographic, to lean into it, knowing it would right. kill. Right, that's the same fucking shit Larry the Cable Guy did. It is. He it made is. a choice, and he was like, "You know what? I could try to be like genuinely, intelligently funny, yeah. or I could create this character that I know X amount of the American public's going to buy up, and I could just do that and make a bunch of money." Yeah. So I, I fuck, I respect Larry the Cable Guy. But I will never fucking watch any of his shit. <laughs> it's just not good. I mean, I I never got into that. Look, I love comedy. comedy. Yeah, but that was big back in the day, and I I watched it here and there. I I will I do enjoy um, Ron White. I think Ron White's funny. I enjoy Ron White. Um, He's I, one of the few like I think Ron White's funny, and I think Jeff Foxworthy is. I do too. Funny. Yeah, I grew up with I, that shit. Yeah, I don't. He's not my brand, right? But I think he is like. Truly funny, right. like I think he's very good at his. Th- right, I look at he's him, like a clean comedian. Right, right, like I, a Jim Gaffigan I, type. Is a clean comedian. Sure, I, I could, right. Or, and he he speaks to a he speaks to a life experience that I just don't share. Oh, totally. Right. Which is why I don't right. get my laughs off him. Right, but I I respect him in the craft sure. of that. Like sure. he's not getting he's not getting cheap laughs off people. He is just speaking to a different life experience than I have. Sure. And I think that that that's all com- comedy comes down to. Oh, yeah. You need to find a comedian that is speaking 
to your experiences. Well, right. If you can't relate, it's not going to be as right, funny. It's not going right. to be funny at all. Right. And I, I genuinely believe Jeff Foxworthy is funny. Oh, agreed. But I yeah. don't believe Larry the Cable Guy is funny. Yeah, I have a hard time. I'm not going to try I to think, sell it. Yeah. I think he's smart. Sure. I think he knew. Obviously. I think he knows what the fuck he's doing. Right. right. And that's um, the character. I mean, he he was a comedian before. Like sure. Dan something was his name, yeah. and didn't sell. Yeah, it's no different than fucking Andrew Dash Clay. Right. It's the same thing. Just right. this side of it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, and there are many. Com- I hate even saying right wing comedians because I don't even. I'm sure they don't identify themselves that way. But like you know, who are still very good. Like your. Foxworthy's, but Dennis Miller to me is still fucking hilarious. Agree with what he does. You know, not, I always love Dennis weird Miller. With Dennis, I really enjoyed Dennis Miller on SNL. Okay. Um, I obviously think he's very funny in Joe Dirt. Yeah. But I, I think this is probably speaks more to kind of the echo chamber that we all live in. I couldn't tell you any time I've heard or seen Dennis Miller since fucking Joe Dirt. And it's probably, fair. It's probably yeah. because he works in the more right-wing world. And totally. I tend to live sure. in the more left-wing yeah. world. And yeah. In the world that we currently live in, it's easy to be in an echo chamber and only be yeah. surrounded by the things well, that you, are funny to you. Your phone only spits yeah. out things you've already looked at in the first place. So right. you live in this world you of live in only yourself. Right. right. You've so, never seen new things. Right. Um, but I've always, I've always really appreciated Dennis Miller's delivery. Totally. Right. And, like, Dennis Miller, to me... Has the same sense of humor, or the sense of humor is the wrong word. He has the same sensibility as Jason Bateman. They both kind of deliver in the yeah. world of, of being kind of shitty. Yeah, I can see that. You know? and, yeah. and I mean that in a good way. No, I agree. Like they're both just kind of yeah. like, kind yeah. of fucking smarmy, real yeah. sarcastic. Everything. Everything is just kind of a subtle jab at right. everything about you. I like when I think Dennis Miller, like his counterpart. On the other side, I think, like, Lewis Black. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's still kind of... See, but, I, but, like, Lewis Black, I, I think... Who I enjoy, too. I still enjoy sure. his stuff. I yeah. saw Lewis Black live when I went to Mizzou. Yeah. He he did a show in the Mizzou Auditorium. Not in the fucking... Uh, arena? Arena. Yeah. But in the in Jesse Auditorium. It only said... It's like, like a theater, a right. Yeah, yeah. It was really fucking cool. <clears throat> um, but, like, I think philosophically, Miller and Black are opposites, but... You know, like Miller's that, like, or Black is that, like, super aggressive, like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm living my life. But, like, just in delivery wise, like, Jason Bateman and Miller are both that just kind of, everything's just kind of, like, raising my eyebrows and turning my head at you and kind of, like, are you fucking stupid? Or am I more stupid? And it always comes off with just the right amount of self deprecation that, like, it's still kind of charming. One of, uh, because, like, I think you think I'm a piece of shit. But I also think you think you're a bigger piece of shit than I am. <laughs> so, and that's yeah. Like I think it's that same tone. One of to uh, one of these years, I have to before I pass. I have to be Jason Bateman's character from Dodgeball for Halloween. <laughs> that's like my goal in life. I just love that character more than anything. I really do. That's the best character that to was, me in that. I think that was the first time. That I just want to I go saw... around all night saying cotton. Right. I just want to do that. I think that was the first time that I saw Jason Bateman and was like, "Oh shit, you're really funny." That's really funny, right? Yeah. Like you know, kind of like Jim Carrey, me, myself, and Irene. I was sure. like, I I'd seen Jason Bateman in a lot of things, and you know, at that point, he was already doing Arrested Development, mm-hmm. which I thought was funny, but also like at the 
I, but it was dry funny. It wasn't. Well, it was all, it was dry funny, but it was also like I watched it. But at the time Arrested Development originally came out, it was smarter than I was. <laughs> like I was relatively young sure. I, when Arrested Development came out. I was like a sophomore in high school. Okay, so I was like fifteen, sixteen. So I understood a lot of it, but a lot of like the really super funny, like intelligent subtlety of it, I didn't have the attention span or the experience for yet. Like I really fell in love with Arrested Development in my early twenties when I was like, "Oh shit, this is fucking brilliant." Um, But even even when in its first run, with me being young, I was like, "No, this is still funny. This is clever." But it's a totally different version of like when Dodgeball is the movie. I, Jason Bateman's just a piece of this. Yeah, Dodgeball is the first time that, like, in a movie theater or at a movie, I laughed to the point that I couldn't breathe. I stand by Dodgeball, to me, as top three funniest movies of all time. Whoa, okay. I fucking worship it. It's a great, movie. It's a great movie, yeah. I think it is fucking brilliant yeah. in every goddamn way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I think, obviously, like, funniest of all time type shit, that's... Subjective to your age and sure. who you were at that well, time, and like that it's movie obviously came... Caddyshack too. Well, duh. I mean, yeah. we'll take the objectivity yeah. in it. Randy Quaid, motherfucker. <laughs> We've covered this, right? <laughs> but like, I call back when I saw um, when I saw that in the theaters. I was uh, was I sophomore, junior in high school. I don't. I know I was driving to it, so it was, maybe it was like the summer after my sophomore year. Um, I remember seeing that movie in the theater the first time, like, my girlfriend and I had bought tickets and fucking laughed our asses off. I saw it in theaters probably three more times, and two of those times, the show was sold out, and I bought tickets to another show, and then walked, walked in, in and sat on the floor nice. of Ronnie's watching it. Nice. And still just fucking laughed uncontrollably. It's a great movie, man. That, and then... It was that and Wedding Crashers were, and that, because Wedding Crashers was the next summer. Yeah. And for me, Dodgeball was the introduction to Vince Vaughn. Like, I know he did shit before that, but like, that was my first Vince Vaughn. I was like, oh. And I would also say that was the first time Vince Vaughn was really Vince Vaughn. Oh, Swingers, he was still Vince Vaughn. You're right. He was still Vince Vaughn. But Swingers was him and his buddy. So right, got to right. be him. I think it was Vince Vaughn and, plus five. You know, he was a little extra well, I, Vaughn. Well, I think in all of his other movies before then, he was an actor. Like, in Dodgeball and Swingers and Wedding Crashers and then a lot of stuff after, he was funny for being him. So he got to lean into it and sell sure, it more. Because you know, sure. like, obviously, I saw Jurassic Park 2 in theaters. So I'd seen Vince Vaughn. Right. But I didn't register Vince Vaughn. Right. Um, until like I saw that movie, I was like, "Oh my god!" That'd be one of those things. Like, not that Jurassic Park two wasn't a big movie or whatever, but just when you meet Vince Vaughn, like, dude, fucking loved you in Jurassic Park two. <laughs> like, just to catch him off guard, you know what I mean? Right. Just like, wait, no one said that before. <laughs> no you, one loves me for Jurassic Park two. What'd you do with those eggs? Right. <laughs> See, I saw the movie. That was there was uh, <laughs> there was the moment in the very beginning of of Dodgeball. That is still one of my all-time favorite jokes, and it was just because of Vince Vaughn's delivery. Like, it's a funny joke, but it's really his delivery uh, when he walks into the fucking into the gym for the first time. Yeah. And I can't remember the tall, skinny guy. I can't remember his name. I know you're talking about. Um, yeah. But he's, like, all bummed out that 
he's doing the voicemail dating because it was in that age still. Right. Yeah. He's like, and no one's left me a message. And the way Vince Vaughn is, chin up, buddy. There's yeah. someone out there for everyone. In some cases, there's two there's people two. out there. <laughs> we call that the jackpot. And then just like pats him on the shoulder yeah, and walks on. Yeah. That Vince, like that yeah. moment alone was like, oh, this is this is fucking genius. Fucking right, yeah. Like such a fucking brilliant moment in comedy yeah. to me. I do love myself some Vince Vaughn. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Even like little, not even little movies. What was the Ben Stiller movie that was not good with the aliens? Oh, but he watch. Was, I fucking was, I, it was hilarious. Libby yeah. and I were talking about that movie last yeah. week. Yeah. Funny ass movie. We were talking about, Libby and I went and saw it in theaters. Yeah. And like hadn't watched it since. And she brought, the, we were sitting around watching us. Man, what was that movie with Vince Vaughn and, and Ben Stiller where they were with the aliens at the Costco? Costco, yeah. That was really funny. Yeah. I was like, yeah, The Watch. Yeah. I watched it on FX like two yeah. weeks ago. It's fucking very good. Yeah. Yeah, just little things. Like, I mean, that, that's one of those movies that wasn't like, it was almost like two movies. Like, all of a sudden, once they found the alien, it was a whole other movie. Oh, for like, sure. it was just totally for changed sure. the vibe, and the, which was still funny, but you had to kind of like. Okay, new vibe. This is a different movie. We're kind of right. getting more into the comedy aspect of it. Well, I, I also think that movie... Or the guy with the big dick who needed the huge condoms to fuck his daughter. You know, shit like that. It was hilarious. That little scene on the bench is just so Vince Vaughn, Ben Stiller. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's just right. so perfect. I, I think what that movie suffers from is that it's like totally... That movie can only exist in the moment that it was filmed. Sure. You know, like, yeah. it, it's the, thematically, it's not... And Jonah Hill, I've heard Jonah Hill's in there, It's yeah. not universal. You're right, yeah. fuck, Jonah Hill is in there. He's movie. funny as shit, yeah. Right? But, like, that, that movie, say, since we're talking Dodgeball. Yeah. The idea, like, Dodgeball itself doesn't matter. That movie is inherently funny because you are speaking about a community that takes itself very seriously... That the rest of us don't even know exists. Like right. the dodgeball community. Right. It's the same reason like Pitch Perfect works really well. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, we're not in on this joke. But there's this whole world of acapella people that take their shit very seriously. Right. Whereas like The Watch, while it has really funny jokes and really funny comedians in it, thematically there's nothing uh, overarching about it that's like, oh, this transcends. Totally. And the idea of like a big box store and like a Stepford Wives type neighborhood is very, that's very late 2000s to oh, me. That, yeah. that moment. <clears throat> was, uh, and I'm just, I can't remember exactly, it's been a while since I've seen that movie, uh, The Watch. Was the cop, what's his name from Big Mouth? Nick uh, Kroll? Yeah, was he one of the, was he in that? Was he one of the cops? Ooh. I could be wrong. I, but I, feel I like, don't know. I feel You're like right. he was part of that somewhere. That I could be wrong. I could be he wrong. could be. But I just feel like something he was in um, I, I keep going back to uh, uh, the house with Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler, which I know he was in. He played like the douchey, yeah, um, um, community guy. I can't even think of his name, but um, I feel like he may be in that somewhere. I just feel like he had a douchey couple Dude. lines somewhere. I could be Will wrong. Forte was the cop. He was the cop. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. That's not fair enough, you know. Yeah, it was Will Forte. Okay. okay. Who was also very fucking funny. Oh, I love Will Forte. I didn't even write this down. I just saw this. I what, was... is MacGruber coming back? Yes. What? As a TV show. What? Yes. No! Yes. 
Yes. I was just throwing out there because that's what yes. I associate Will Forte with. Right? And Get I don't, the fuck out of here. I, by the way, just to prove it, I still have MacGruber on my DVR here somewhere. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> there, there it is. is. MacGruber right by Monster Squad. Oh, there you go. Oh MacGruber. Fucking A. MacGruber to me... Uh, is infinitely funny for two reasons. Yeah. Uh, well, three reasons. One, just because it's really fucking funny, and Will Forte is great. Uh, two, my dad fucking loves like crime procedurals. Yeah. And nineties TNT action. So like when I was growing up, my my dad just like when he's my dad worked a shit ton. Okay. When I was kidding. Right. worked like seventy hours a week. Yeah. He was assistant manager of Kmart. When he was at home, he was fucking down sure my dad just fucking hung out um so we watched a lot of daytime tnt because he worked at fucking kmart so we worked a lot of nights so he'd be home from fucking day, yeah, right. home from school right? yeah he'd usually leave by like fucking five or six five or six right. so it was goddamn quantum leap love it um fucking night court yes uh in well, the heat of the night yeah and fucking macgyver and Walker, Texas Ranger. It was all that shit. Yeah. And now it's CSI and then CIS yeah. and whatever the fuck else. Um, but so, like, I just immediately think of my dad. And then the third leg of this fucking stool that makes MacGruber incredible to me, um, my real good buddy Travis, who I, I, I don't even know. I, I couldn't do justice in describing how uniquely weird and funny my friend Travis is okay. for so many reasons. Um, but MacGruber is like something that he thought was really funny and that it always makes it exceptionally funny to me because it immediately takes me to Travis. I love MacGruber, man. Um, to me, that's a funny, that's one of those movies that it has no downswerve for me. It is just funny from the fucking get, man. Yeah. It's I mean, brilliant. just beginning to end. It's so yeah. goddamn funny. Great casting. Uh, Ryan, uh, Felipe, Fel- uh, yeah, you know, Osmandius, however you want to say it, who kind of reminds me of Andrew Garfield. Uh, Don't they all? Well, if he wasn't in Cruel Intentions, I wouldn't know who he was. But Cru- <laughs> Cruel Intentions was like... So aside from the fact that he's right. like 13 years older than Andrew Garfield. I, I would still mix up their curly hair. They're basically Justin Timberlake all together. I mean, they're right. all the same guy. Right. They're all the same guy. If Timberlake wasn't an NSYNC, couldn't pick my line. Ryan Phillippe you know? was legit for a stretch. He was. He was in a bunch of things. I loved Cruel Intentions. That's what I'm saying. What else was it? You know, I always mix up <clears throat> from that era, Ryan Phillippe and Matthew Lillard. Oh, no way. I see Lillard and shit now, and I and he's only Lillard. SLC Punk and, that, and Shaggy, I can't mix him up with. And no, man. In that weird late <clears throat> 90s to early, there's like a six-year stretch where I feel like Philippi and Lillard were up for the same role. I can all see the that time. for the, like the screen time, right? Sure, just for that sure. stretch. Okay, from say like ninety six to oh two. Yeah, yeah. That chunk, they yeah. were very much the same market. No, I mean seriously, if if he wasn't in Crew Intentions, for some reason, that's like a right in my wheelhouse type thing. Like I just and that show and that movie's fucking. Brilliant. It's a. It is. It is. It's a good movie. It was. Um, I mean, like watching like Rose McGowan and fucking Buffy. Yeah. make out was just like, totally. That was that, was, that was like fifth grade me being like, uh, what? Yeah. This yeah. is stirring things yeah. in me that I didn't know existed. 
It's funny. I, I think about that, and I also think about, once again... And wasn't that the one that had the... The soundtrack. Soft, right. Didn't Marilyn Manson do the soft sell cover of Tainted Love? That was on there, yeah. Was that yeah. Was that Cruel Intentions or that, not another that was, movie? No, that was Cruel Intentions. That um, was a, I thought about that yesterday, because me and Libby were driving... We went to Costco, yeah. and we took my dad's car, and he has it on 102.5 KEZK, and that song came on, that soft sell song. Yeah. And we were rocking it, and Libby was like, oh, the song's not bad. And I immediately said, like, yeah, it's fine, but the Marilyn Manson covers are right? way cooler. Um, in an odd way, I just saw this the other day, Manson did a cover of um, um, Johnny Cash song, God's Gonna Cut You Down. No, it's good. No, he did, uh, that was Nine Inch Nails. No, 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 no. No, they did Hurt. That's Hurt. And that was Johnny Cash doing a Nine Inch Nails song. Yeah. Don't fuck with my 90s shit. You're right. Marilyn Manson just released this week a cover of God's Gonna Cut You Down. Really? And it doesn't, you don't want us to it. I mean, it it popped in my head. Uh, Brian Fallon from the Gaslight Anthem. Yes. It's one of my favorite bands. Yeah. He did a cover of that for for a Johnny Cash tribute probably 10 years ago, and it's fucking awesome. Awesome. Nice. It was a it was a punk tribute to mm-hmm. Johnny Cash. Has like fucking uh, it was MXPX did Folsom Prison Blues. Like it's a really fucking good. Nice. Uh, it's a really good record. But Brian Fallon did a great fucking cover of that track. Nice. Nice. I, uh, I we're probably getting up there on time. I'm guessing, right? Yeah. I don't want to make it too we're long. About an hour twenty. So I won't get into Joker yet because that's going to be a, that'll be a whole long topic. Ooh. Not to mention. I have a lot to say about Not Joker. to mention, Joker 2 is now in development. The fuck out. We're going to talk about it next time. The one thing I wanted to discuss before we leave. Okay. We, you mentioned Eddie Murphy earlier. I am Dolomite. I haven't did watched watch it yet. Me neither. But did you see his next major motion picture release that he confirmed last night? No. Beverly Hills Cop 4. What? Yes. It was on, Fallon, it was on uh, Kimmel last night. Beverly Hills Cop 4 is coming out. No. Yep. Yep. It's in the works. Wow. Being worked on. When is the fucking stand-up coming? He didn't say for sure, but he said he's getting back into it. I need I need to see that. Agreed. Like, Eddie Murphy not doing stand-up is like uh, fucking Whitney Houston not singing. It's just like, you, you were fucking born for I this. thought you were going dark with that, like, for a Coke reference or something. <laughs> no, I'm just like, just yeah. jet, like you are... You are born to fucking do this. You just, are a uh, brilliant human being. Don't hide your light from the world. I right? need it. Yeah. I, I, won't, I won't talk about it much, but we're talking about Howard Stern. I got back into Howard Stern. Uh-huh. And over, I was driving around, and they do those prank phony phone calls, you know? Uh-huh. But they had someone act like they were Millie Bobby Brown's agent calling the real Bobby Brown. No, no. This was Crank Yankers. I'm sorry. This was Crank Yankers. This was Jimmy Fallon acting like Millie Bobby Brown's agent calling Bobby Brown trying to get him to give up his name. And it was the greatest thing ever. No yes. way. Yes. Yes. That's too funny. Yeah. yeah. It was like you could be Bobby Khaki, Bobby Tan, Bobby Off Brown. They were good. It was great. Bobby Beige. It was Bobby Beige. That's what it was. It was Bobby Beige. Yes. Oh, I love it. Um, and we'll talk about this more, too, because we'll get into it big time. Um, they're eyeing Seth Rogen as the thing for Fantastic Four. Really? I'm just, yeah. Um, John Bernthal is definitely coming back to yes. MCU as the Punisher. He wants that yes. bad. Um, Silicon Valley, new season, blah, blah, blah. One thing I wanted, might almost be an entire podcast. I just wrote this down. Mm-hmm. Actors who don't miss. Ooh. 
It's a short list. Off the top of my actors that don't miss. To me, there's multiples. Sure. Some only do a few here and there. Uh Um, What was, uh, like, Jeremy Irons or what, you know, a couple movies. Yeah. Leo. Leo doesn't... See... I, I I think there's there's some qualifications to that statement. Okay. Um, Not counting growing pains. Leo. D- oh, I fucking love growing okay. pains. Making sure. And I would say it's the opposite. I think when I think about actors that don't miss, when I think an actor gets big enough that they're like like a fucking Leo or a Daniel Day Lewis, like oh I'm gonna do one movie every three years. Sure. And it's gonna be unapproachable Oscar bait. I think that's a fucking cop out, man. That I would agree. Like, so sure. when I when I think of actors that don't miss, what like, I take that a little bit differently. In that, like, some of your movies can not be great, but you're always going to deliver on your performance in a way that makes it fucking good. Right. A la Jason Bateman doesn't fucking miss. Sure. Even Teen Wolf 2, he fucking brings it, dude. It's true. He fucking brings it. That's true. Or I think about Will Smith. He's been in a plethora of not very good movies. Has, yes. But every good, like, you can look at every bad movie he's in, and you can praise his performance. Fucking, he saved Aladdin that I just watched. Okay, okay. He made it watchable. Okay. Him and Margot Robbie together saved Suicide Squad. Okay. Fucking After Earth, that piece of trash with his kid. Yeah. He brought some fucking pathos to that, man. Like, yeah. he was he was goddamn good in that movie. He was, he was maybe the second best part of Jersey Girl. <laughs> he was only in it for ten seconds. And like I said, this could be a whole... We can get we can dive deep on it, but yeah. I, like I said, my first thought went to Leo. Sure, and let me just and give, I would agree. Let He's, me give you a quick overview of just some Leo stuff. That what's eating Gilbert Grape? Oh, I love that movie. You don't like that movie? Oh, that hurts, man. That hurts. Eh. That hurts. Eh. That hurts. Quick and the Dead, not great. Yeah, Leo Stellar, mm-hmm. Man in the Iron Mask. I, I think didn't it's a good see movie. It. I like the movie a lot. Um, Gangs of New York. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Basketball Diaries. Yeah. Fucking amazing movie. Uh, Blood Diamond. Yeah. Really good movie. The Aviator. I don't yeah. know that I even seen it, but I, I liked I, it. Yeah. It um, what's even Gilbert really Grape? Like Howard Hughes. Sure. Sure. Uh, Great Gatsby. Departed. Django Unchained. Catch Me If You Can. The Beach. Shutter Island. And in a Inception, lot of those movies, Romeo and Juliet. He's doing different things. Much different which things. Which is what's really good. Yes. Like, like think about his character in The Departed versus his character in Shutter Island versus his character in Django Unchained. Right. I'm like, oh, man, like, you're you're versatile. Right. You're very, good. Very. You're so. very fucking good. So, like I said, there's... And Romeo and Juliet is, I would argue, the fucking most insanely wonderful Shakespeare adaptation you could do with the exception of Ten Things I Hate About You. Sure. Ten things I had about yeah. you is the the best way you could do Shakespeare. Yeah. Uh, uh, the other person that popped in my mind, I just wrote it down. I had really, really didn't look at his history, but Mr. Brad Pitt. Yeah, doesn't miss a lot. He doesn't miss a lot. Let me think. It's hard to come up with a shit show for him, other than maybe, and, and not even a bad movie, but Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Eh. 
No, that movie's fun. I've had fun. Yeah, no, I'm saying it's fun. That movie's fun. Vince Vaughn makes that movie fun. That's true. I forgot Vince Vaughn's in that one, too. Yeah, I don't know that Brad Pitt is a great part. See, that's the thing. That's an excusable movie. That's a fine movie. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't think Brad Pitt's particularly enjoyable to watch. No, that's fair. But but in general, but you talk about. I see a Jason Bateman. You talk about he fucking steals the scene and even shit. Dodgeball, yes. Even something that he's only in for fucking. I bet if you, I bet if you put every fucking second of that movie together that he's in, it'd be less than three minutes. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And he's fucking one of the most yeah. memorable parts of it. Well, he got like what ten ten lines, you know, ouch town, population yeah. you bro, and right. a couple of you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, or that's rad. Fucking uh, smoking aces. Remember him in smoking Love aces smoking when he was aces. that fucking yeah. greasy ass lawyer. Yeah, Same, he fucking that's a good movie. Yeah. And that's, he steals that movie yeah. in under five minutes. You know who was great in that too? Um, Affleck, Captain Kirk. Um, the new Captain Kirk. Chris Pine? Chris Pine. I didn't yeah. really recognize him at that point. Affleck's great in that movie, though, too. Yeah. good in that fucking movie. That's a good movie. That movie's fucking killer. Yeah. There's, uh, that movie came out... What's the rapper chick? Was, it wasn't uh, Aaliyah. Um, um, oh, she's one of the sniper chicks. I can't think of her name. She goes up with all the prostitutes. Rihanna? Rih- was, it, was it Rihanna? Was it in that? Is it Rihanna? Alicia was Keys? Good. Wasn't Alicia, Alicia Keys, Keys in that shit? Yes, that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, that movie came out when I was uh, freshman in college. And it was right when Entourage was big. So, like, we were all watching Entourage, and Jeremy Piven is in that. And there's the one line, and he's like, Eastern European jizz. Yeah. Uh, and for, like, whatever reason, my buddy Steve, who was my roommate at the time, like, always pulled that line out all the fucking time. Everything was Eastern European jizz. Love it. I don't have anything else. I got lots of stuff to talk about. But, yes, I, I, could, I could go another easy but I think hour on Joker. Mainly, I'm just fired up for Kevin Smith but, tonight. Right. Holy um, shit, man. I don't want to get into Joker because like, this isn't yeah. even my highlight I know. of the day. I know. It's which like. Is so rare. It's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We're already like four or five beers deep, and I'm so pumped for Kevin Smith. Yeah, man. Um, That's what I'm, I'm really gonna, excited. I'm going to go home, say goodbye to my kids, go get some fucking Soul Taco. And then enjoy the shit out of the show. That's a good plan. That's a good plan. Uh, that's all I got for the yeah, Bo Jackson episode. This just sounds good. I'd rather it be, <laughs> let's put it down in memory as the Bo Jackson, not the Jake Allen. Not the Jake episode. Allen. That's right, guys. All right. We will see you later. Next time. And this movie's going to make House Party look like House Party 2. Or House Party 3. Shut the 